Welcome to the What About Marriage podcast, where two newlyweds explore marriage through the lens of personal experience. This is not about teaching, it's about discovering and learning together. Thanks for listening. Hello. Hi. Hi, we're back. We're back. Welcome to the What About Marriage podcast. I'm Joshua. And I'm Angelina. And we podcast as a hobby. As a hobby. And you are now a part of our hobby. So thank you for tuning in. So exciting news. What's it? Today is the first time of 2018 that we have given in to the heat and turned on our air conditioning. Mm. What a crazy day. Glorious, glorious (laughs) AC. Oh, man. I love the fact that we can have AC. And I know that there are a lot of places that don't allow it. Um, like what? Well, one of my coworkers, he used to live in California, and their schools didn't have AC. What? Well, his school didn't. They would have fans blowing in the windows, and that's it. What? Yeah, and a lot of a lot of homes out on the West Coast, and correct me if I'm wrong, there are probably people listening who are on the West Coast, and I could probably just be speaking Blowing out my butt. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, he talked about how he knew people who, in their apartments and homes, didn't have AC. It just wasn't a thing that was offered. That's why when you're looking on apartment list websites, it says, like, AC in unit or AC or cooling or heat included or something like that. Dang, we're spoiled. Ah, not only with the AC, but also with this lemonade that Angelina just made. That lemonade she just made a, a... my lemonade, bring the boys to me. <laughs> doesn't no, work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Homemade uh, lemonade, y'all. Yo, give us the recipe. The recipe is you take as many lemons as you have and you squeeze them. Could be one. Could be five. Could be five. Could be ten. Could be two. Yeah. Yeah. And all you have to do is have equal parts lemon juice uh-huh. with equal parts uh, simple syrup, I almost forgot what it's called, which is just equal parts sugar and water dissolved together, and then equal parts plain water. So many equal things. So it's literally, if you have a half a cup of squeezed lemons, you just add a half a cup of simple syrup and then a half a cup of water. Mm. That's if you like it really strong. We like ours really strong, like yeah. really lemony, really sugary. Yep. Yep. But if you, if you, you can always add more water. That's the simplest thing to add. But... Even if you don't want it as strong, still do the equal parts lemon and sugar so it's not too sugary or not too tart. Yes. It's very, very good. Very good. Um, but today, we are talking about something that we've kind of touched on just in, I don't even know what ingest means, but it's probably not what fits <laughs> that there. That means in joke, like ingest. Oh, like a jester? Yeah. Ah. In Ooh. passing. Ah. Yeah, in passing, or just like not really, we didn't really mean to say it, or anything like that. Um, I have a text. Mr. Popular over here. Um, but whether you know or may not know, we are both believers. We are Christians. We believe that Jesus came to earth and he rose from the dead after being crucified and he saved our sins and we have... Saved us from our sins. Saved us from our sins. Saved our sins. He <laughs> saved them for later. No, that's wrong. Um, but he saved us from our sins. And yeah, so we, I mean, we talk about it a little bit. We talk about our faith 
every so often we've had a episode with um, my cousin who's a pastor, a worship mm-hmm. pastor, and I mean we we don't we don't hide it, we don't try to hide it. Right. Um, but this episode is very thematically spiritual, mm-hmm. and I, it's it's kind of refreshing. We haven't talked about that like something like this in a while, which is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with or without talking about it, like right. doing it or not doing it. But, um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean, we, it's just kind of interesting to look back at our our relationship and see how our own individual faiths, faith has grown. Faith. <laughs> how we've grown individually and then also as a couple because one thing that we believe very strongly is that we should each have our own faith independently from each other because mm-hmm. we believe that it's an individual's personal relationship with Jesus Christ that um, is like the premise of a strong foundation of faith. It, and so that's like something that we're really passionate about, making sure that we each have that on our own and then coming together as a couple to also have a unified faith together mm-hmm. to make us a stronger couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you can't have that strong union of faith if you don't first both have strong individual faith. Because yeah. it's like this. It's like when you put up your hammock on two trees, if the one tree is really weak or non-existent, you can't put the hammock up and sit in it. You can't. You can, like, hold yourself up on your own. And maybe make a little swing for yourself with just your one tree with your hammock. But if you actually want to be laying down with with you and your spouse and you and your partner, then you got to have the two strong trees to hold it up. Mm-hmm. And the double hammock. And du- yeah, make sure you get that <laughs> hammock that has like, you know, a good weight limit yeah. for two people. Don't, don't be getting that 100 pound limit and then be putting two adults in mm-hmm. there. That's a good analogy, though. Yeah, thought that was good. You can hold yourself up on one tree, but for how long? Yeah, and it gets exhausting. Mm-hmm. Or if you're trying to hold up both both people on one tree. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Nuts. Crazy nuts. <laughs> um, but that, yeah. So that's that's what we're talking about, and so we're just gonna kind of talk about both of our individual face and what we've kind of seen in that way and then how that mm-hmm. kind of correlates to yeah. togetherness yeah. um were you gonna say something yeah i was gonna say that when we first started dating when we first started our friendship you i feel like you had a stronger faith than i did i was kind of coming off of some challenging seasons in my life my stomach just growled <laughs> um and you were very much you yeah, you very much encouraged me in my faith and encouraged me towards God. And very few people in my life were doing that at the time outside of my family. Like, there was almost no one outside of my family that was doing that for me. But it was also like no guy had ever done that for me, especially not someone that – I mean, I didn't know at the time that you liked me too, but I liked you. Mm-hmm. And so it was like someone that I was crushing on was actually, like, spiritually leading me. I don't know. It was just a, it was an interesting thing for me too. And that kind of helped me get back into my faith, I feel like. Hmm. Hmm. And now, now, no, I I like that. And it's just kind of funny how that, how our relationship started that way. And then I got you back into your faith. 
but then I started falling away again and like not really knowing yeah things because I I'm very much a I need proof for a lot of things Mm -hmm. and I growing up my parents did a good job of like teaching me or bringing me to Sunday school and like they were both very good at raising me in the word and raising me in the church and everything but at a certain point you have to make that decision on your own Mm -hmm. and then I kind of like went along with everything and I was in a good spot and then I just started questioning and doubting and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and so it kind of went downhill again but yeah um but I don't think that I don't think that's a bad thing because Mm -hmm. like we both when you're living at home when you're um you know when you're a kid and you're under your parents guidance you kind of adapt to whatever they whatever they have in most cases and then when you leave home for the first time suddenly it's like no one's there making you get up to go to church no one's making you get involved no one's making you tithe no one's making you do like personal prayer and personal scripture reading and all this all this kind of stuff so it literally is up to just you Mm -hmm. mom's not going to be there get up it's time for church you know Mm -hmm. and so and at the same time like we, the college that we went to was a private Christian school, but they had a lots of um, classes that were that touched on apologetics and caused us to, you know, look at different world religions and why Christianity is the way it is and why Hinduism is the way it is and Buddhism and um, Islam, is, Islam, Islam, yeah, and um, and yeah, and so it it taught us to to in a sense doubt and question. So yeah. that we, like, believe it for real for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was really good also in, like, we were armed with knowledge mm-hmm. of other uh, belief systems mm-hmm. and religions. Because I feel like it can be a troublesome area when a believer only believes and hangs out with believers and then the minute they meet someone who's opposing, they kind of like back out. It's like, well, this is all I've ever known. This is like, this is what I see to be true, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. People are, I feel like the standard Christian is often threatened by, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about like stereotypical Christians. I mean, I, most of the people, I feel like most of the Christians that we know wouldn't be scared away from that and have right. really strong belief systems of their own, but. It seems like, and and I used to be that way where it was like I was so terrified of, of questioning and of doubting because I just I didn't have a strong faith, and so it was like I was so terrified of not believing this because it was all I'd known, but it, but I didn't believe enough to, be okay to enter into those conversations and know that I'd still come out the other side okay. Mm-hmm. You don't want to look stupid in those conversations. Well, it wasn't it wasn't even that for me. It was that I didn't want to be convinced of something else. Like, that terrified mm. me. Yeah. And now I'm at a point in my life where it's like I'm interested and I'm and I'm curious and I want to know why people believe what they believe, but it, I don't feel threatened in my own faith. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like God has proven himself to me over and over so much so that I can talk to someone who doesn't believe what I believe and it's not going to change. Mm. Like, it's not going to impact my personal faith. Mm-hmm. It's going to impact my worldview, and it may make me a kinder person and more grace-filled and all that kind of stuff, but it's not going to change Yeah, that I believe in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Right. And I think that's that's kind of where it helps with us, like, as a couple, like, in our individual walks, is that, like, you have that strength, and 
it's almost it's crazy how it's like a very like ebb and flow kind of thing like if you're ebbing i'm flowing or if i'm flowing you're ebbing and it's like okay so like i feel like i'm in a pretty good spot with the lord right now and i think you are too but like i think i'm still kind of on the upward climb we're both on the upward climb always you're never going to reach like nirvana until we get to like heaven you know Mm -hmm. um but like there are things that i don't know that when i ask you you can you answer them and that gives me i don't know like Mm -hmm. just more of the fact that like because of those levels of knowledge or those levels of faith Mm -hmm. or like where you are in your walk Mm -hmm. i think that has brought a lot of intricacy to our relationship Mm -hmm. because it's not just like we're both parallel going on the same line believing and thinking the same things like just in our last episode i believe it was our last episode we were talking about how we need to find things that we disagree on right and i think there are a lot of we don't disagree on a lot of stuff in faith but there's a lot of questions that i have and there's a lot of questions that you have Mm -hmm. and sometimes i can help answer them and sometimes you can help answer mine Mm -hmm. but i think that's one of the cool things about having your own individual walk outside of your own of the couple walk is that each person's going to be in a different spot and Mm -hmm if you're looking at the picture that hasn't been painted in, there's going to be parts painted in for someone and then parts painted in for someone else. And they just want to know like, Oh, how'd you paint that part in? Like, can you tell me how you got to that point? You know? Yeah. Just a little, little little brain nugget that kind of came out of that. (laughs) A little gold nugget floating on down here. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things we talked about was that it's, it's been super important for us both to have our own walk because it becomes like this thing where if you lean on one person too much, so on the opposite side of what I was just saying, like Mm -hmm. if you lean on someone too much, then it's like draining. Like you were talking about with the hammock is like, you can't just use one tree for the hammock. You need two people with individual strengths Mm -hmm. to create that, that bond that you guys can both sit in that hammock, you Mm -hmm. know? I think, yeah, I think that's important, but it, Sorry. like, we both, both you and I at different parts in our relationship have, like, been in the pits of doubt. and yes. And have, you know, I feel like we both went through periods where we were like, nope, this is not real. Like, this is all a sham. Yep. God doesn't exist. He doesn't love me. He doesn't, yep. none of this is real. And having the other person still believe and be able to pull you through that, like, you know, do that for each other. I think that helped us survive it. But, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's important to have that equal thing, but it, I think it's also like the reality of life is that we both at different seasons in our life have really had extreme doubt to the point of almost, you know, walking away from, Mm -hmm. from this. And so that's led to us, for me at least coming on the other side of coming out on the other side of that it my faith feels like eon stronger than what it ever was before uh-huh. and but having you having you stay steadfast during that time was what was one of the things that helped me get through that and helped me to come back to believing in believing in Jesus and mm-hmm. so i think it Sometimes the trees will shrink, and that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. But if they don't grow back, I think that's when it becomes an issue. If like, like I don't, I don't even know what what I would do if you one day were like decided that you didn't believe 
anymore and that and and it and there was no sign of that ever coming back i don't know what i would do yeah yeah that's hard to think about Hmm. because for me it's such a big part of my life that it yeah, yeah i don't know yeah yeah and like you said not to like go back to what you were saying but like it's it i think it's important for the trees to sometimes shrink Mm-hmm. to increase the amount of like relationship that you have with the other person like i think what do you mean by that <clears throat> yeah that was a weird thing to say what i mean is like one person it's okay not that it's a good thing but i think it's okay like you said for mm-hmm. someone to shrink in their faith and to lean that on that other person like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with leaning on another person It's when that becomes the constant. Right. That we've seen. Like, I don't think either of us have been in the depths for long enough that, like, it was starting to become a strain on the other person. But just kind of reiterating what you were saying, like, it is okay. It has been okay in our relationship for one of us at whatever time Mm -hmm. to diminish, like, for our faith to diminish a little bit. And we need help out. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also think it's okay for the person who is being the shoulder to cry on, to lean on, to be scared. Because mm-hmm. that's scary, thinking that, like, oh, my goodness, like, you're losing your faith, like you were saying. Like, it's okay to be scared. Because, yeah. I mean, there have been times where I was like, crap. Like, I don't know if I have an answer for the question that you have. Yeah. You know? And that's scary. But... I think ultimately, and this is going to sound like a very churchy answer, but like ultimately God's going to find his way to you. Like he's going to find a way to show you the answer. You just have to be open to accepting it. Yeah. You have to be able to look up and see it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that like bringing it together as like how, how important is it? Has it been for us to have faith as a couple? I mean, I think, I feel like it's one of the most important, if not the most important, it is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Like right now, we, we've always kind of been like, sometimes we'll read the Bible, sometimes we won't. Sometimes we'll pray, sometimes we won't. And we did this 30-day fast with our church. And it was a really intense time and we both kind of, we did the same thing together and one of the things that we one of our replacements for a meal was to spend that time reading the bible together rather than eating mm-hmm. and and that has like solidified a routine of now in the morning like over breakfast we read the bible together and we talk about it yep so i don't know I like I feel like it's becoming more important. Like a year ago we wouldn't have done that. Right. Yeah. And we started off our marriage and I don't think we've missed a night. But like we started off our marriage every night before we go to bed we pray. Yeah. Like every night. That's something that we do. I usually fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll finish praying and there'll be silence and I kinda have to elbow her. And, and I'm like, like, amen. And sometimes I'll wait. <laughs> to be honest, sometimes I'll wait like a minute. And then I'll like, 
kind of nudge her and then she'll say amen for no reason and it's really <laughs> funny to me it gets it gets a good laugh um oh man but yeah i'm you, just you i, I fall asleep so fast and so like i can fall asleep in less than 30 seconds it's stupid i wish i could even have a freaking portion of that <laughs> so it's a struggle bus for me yeah yeah. I think like one of the one of the areas that I struggle you you've done for the large majority of nightly prayers Joshua is the one that prays like I pray maybe three percent of the time and so then Joshua will sometimes be will you do you want to pray tonight and I'll be like nah pass no that's not what you'll say what you say, <laughs> I say. every single, <laughs> every single <laughs> time I ask no I, uh. <laughs> hey babe do you want to pray tonight nah you can pray it's like, I know I can. I know I have the ability. I do it a lot. I would like you to pray, please. Yeah. Or I'll say, no, nah, I'll pray tomorrow night. And then, and then, and then tomorrow, tomorrow night. night <laughs> and I'll be like, no, I'm so tired. Can you just do it? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm lazy in my mm. faith sometimes. But I think that's something, it's something where you've taken good ownership, but I have not done a good job of coming alongside of you. Yeah. In that. Yeah. Because it should be shared, not just you. Right. Doing it. And I mean, we we have those roles too. Like they, the Bible says, I don't know if the Bible says this. I think the Bible says this. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. But like, the man should be the spiritual leader. Is well, that it's right? implied. It's implied that the man should be the spiritual leader. And I did a terrible job. And like, I'm not doing a terrible job now, but I'm not doing a great job. Right. Um, but. At the beginning of our relationship, like our marriage, I nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I did nothing other than pray at night, and it was because I wasn't in a really good place. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I like when I say I'm not in a good place. It's not that like, like I've been in places where I'm just like I don't I don't know if I think that any of this is real. But most of the time, it's me just being apathetic, mm-hmm. and that's my biggest downfall. Is like downfall is like I'm in a place where. Okay, well I know I know I have faith. I know I had faith once. Mm-hmm. And I know that Jesus is real, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just kinda like hang out. Yeah. And sit in that and be like, Well, if he's real, something will happen or like I don't know. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'll wait until I need to use my credit card and not pay cash kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like I I sometimes view God as like a credit card that's paid for by the government that I don't have to worry about that I can just like swipe when I can't do it on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And we had a, we kind of had like a come to Jesus meeting. Yeah. Where I was like, listen, I cannot, I am not going to go through the rest of our marriage like this. Mm-hmm. I will not be the one leading us. I will not be the one pushing for this stuff. You need to step up and step into this role. Mm-hmm. And if not, I don't always gonna have issues. Yep. Voice your concerns is the moral of what <laughs> yeah. you're gonna say. Don't just let things go idly by. Yeah. And we're pretty we're pretty honest with each other with this and holding because we like I don't know I think that's one of the areas that sometimes overlooked in marriages is that you should be each other's accountability partners in mm-hmm. that of where where it's like, like there was a time when you we're doing your devotions every single morning. And then you'd be like, did you read your Bible today? And it's like, no. <laughs> Next day, did you read today? No, I'm super busy. And you called me out on that. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like that's so needed because you're you you're with each other. The you know you're the closest to each other, and there should be that foundation of trust where you can do that. And it's not done in like a malicious manner, but it's done in hey, I love you, not only as my husband or my wife, but also like because I care for you and your soul. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like. I want you to be, sometimes it's bad, but like I want you to be in a better place with God so I focus more on you than myself. Yeah. And I think that's where my downfall is because, I mean, I haven't asked you that stuff in a while because I just have neglected to do so, but like I will I will pay more attention to that or I won't pay attention at all kind of thing. Yeah. And that's where being a spiritual leader comes into play. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's kind of, kind of just where we're at with that. Yeah. And and there are other challenges with like being a couple of faith. You know, finding yeah. a church that we both like. Like mm-hmm. that's been the struggle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we both even like, like very different church styles. So it's weird. Yeah, when we find one that's similar. Yeah, uh, I feel like we've gotten closer to finding something that works for both of us. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing that's something that's really important to me is tithing. Yeah. And at first, Joshua was like, "Nah." <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but there's this really cool thing that we did um, because if you're not familiar with it, it, the traditional tithe is to give ten percent of your income or of your resources you know, to people in need, back to the church, whatever you feel led to give to. And if you've never tithed before, that can feel like a really huge amount Mm -hmm. to suddenly be taking, you know, if you're giving 10% of your time or if you're giving 10% of your paycheck or whatever, like that's, that can just almost feel overwhelming. So I heard this pastor talk about um, whenever he's helping couples get into the practice of tithing to rather than seeing this huge number of 10% and just feeling overwhelmed like they can't do it, start, take it year by year. So the first year that you start tithing, give 1%. So 1% of, of your income, give that to something that you're passionate about. Um, if you want to give it to your church, give it to your church. If you want to give it to a charity that you volunteer at, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the next year up it to 2% and keep upping it every year until you get to 10%. And it takes a lot, a long time to get there, but it's a little bit more feasible because, you know, 1% of your income, that's, I mean, that's nothing mm-hmm. unless you're making like a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do your part too. <laughs> but I mean, that's really helped us to, to, you know, we started there and, and every year is just like, it just. It it doesn't feel as big to add another one percent on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point too with the the volunteer thing, or the uh, donating it. Because if you don't have a church that you frequent, I mean, you can absolutely give to a church that you feel has impacted you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. But find um, trash guys are here. Um, find a organization nonprofit or i don't know find an organization that you believe in and you Mm -hmm. believe in what they do and send money to them Mm -hmm. 
because they're doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we'll even take our, like if there's someone that we want to, we know has been going through a hard time, um, and we just want to bless them or just like bring a smile to them, we'll just take what we would have used for our tithe and like send them a special gift and just do it in that way. I think you can be creative with giving money away or giving time mm-hmm. and resources away. Yeah. Because I know sometimes, like, the actual institution of the church can be really painful for some people, you know, depending on mm-hmm. what you've been through. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, thinking about giving of your resources or income to something like that that's hurt you, I can totally understand that that would be hard to reconcile with. So and if you still have the desire to give, I would encourage you just to... Find people around you that you can bless or um, find a charity or an organization that you believe in and that's doing good in the world and give your money there. And give it joyfully. Yes. That's in the Bible, I know for a fact. Yes, it is. Because if you do it with a bitter heart, it's just like not doing it at all. Yeah. Um, now, here's how you should tie. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah. So... That's where we're at. I know I said that twice now. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Um, also, here's where we're at. Oh, my gosh. Next week. It's our last episode of the season. Oh, my gosh. Finale. Wow. Finally. Fi- finale. Final. 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 The final one. Um, we're going to be taking a, a brief hiatus over the summer to enjoy the weather and kind of have some time off from doing this mm-hmm. um so over the summer i mean we'll tell you all this in the next episode yeah. i don't need to tell you now. We, we got some we got some cool stuff coming up so got some bangers <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Do you know in england bangers are um sausages yeah bangers and mash yeah nice now i'm hungry again mm, old chap but come back next week we want to tell you all about the things that we're planning to do over the summer mm-hmm. and you could be I'm not even gonna tell you. I'm not. I'm not no. gonna tell them anything. They have to just come back. Yeah, you gotta come back because we're not gonna. <laughs> Season two theme music was written and performed by Noah Jordan, an incredibly talented local artist. <laughs> <laughs>